Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Klitschko. Anthony Joshua versus Vladimir Did you see that fight last night, ladies and gentlemen? Did you see? Boy, you know what? I don't even have nothing to say for this intro. Just go to the show. Just start the show. MA Fight Game is next. Start the show now. Do it. Everyone's favorite mixed martial arts podcast, the MMA Fight Game, with Jason Hoban and Tim Robertson. Ladies and gentlemen, I have one, one question for you. Were you not entertained? Were you not entertained? Because your boy, your main man, Tim Robertson, he was entertained. Last night's fight was incredible. Incredible, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony Joshua, Vladimir Klitschko, that fight couldn't have gone any better. It had everything that you wanted in the fight. Back and forth. Checkmark. Knockdowns. Checkmark. Two dudes brawling. Checkmark. Hard punches. Checkmark. Good boxing. Checkmark. Heart of a lion. Checkmark. And then to capitalize it all off, at the end, we had a knockout. Checkmark. Incredible. Unbelievable. These two men put on an absolute show. The best heavyweight fight I have seen in over a decade. Over a decade. Anthony Joshua. 18-0. 18 knockouts. Absolute stud. Only had one challenge in, in his whole uh, 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 18-0 career. Vladimir Klitschko. A vet. A legend. 64 wins. Five losses. A absolute beast. Trained harder than he ever has his entire life for this fight. Knew the, test, the task that he had uh, before him. And he was absolutely up for the challenge. Both men came to fight. They came to bang. And they came to win. And that is all you ask for in a heavyweight championship fight. Woo, I am so excited. I'm telling you, man, I gave up on the heavyweight division of boxing. I gave up on it. I did. Thank you, Anthony Joshua. Thank you. For making the rest of the heavyweight division have to step their game up. He's going to make everyone in the heavyweight division want to do better and to be better and to bring their best because if they don't, they're going to get embarrassed by this guy. They're going to get embarrassed. They're not going to get beat. They're not going to have a lot of unanimous decisions like Vladimir Klitschko has, you know, even though he's a, a tremendous. They're going to have highlight reels of getting knocked out. They don't want to be added to this man's highlight reel. They don't want to be added to that. It's embarrassing. So they're going to come with their best at all times. 
Thank you, Anthony Joshua. And thank you, Vladimir Klitschko, for bringing your best. He brought it, ladies and gentlemen. Both of these men. Woo! We're going to get into it a little bit more a little bit later. Welcome to the MMA Fight Game. I am your host with the most, Tim Robertson, coming at you live. Actually, it's not live. It's a podcast, but still, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Jason Hoban's not here once again with us today. Um, still getting some things uh, straightened out with his uh, uh, sickness. He, everybody knew he was sick last week. Still getting some things uh, checked out. He will hopefully, hopefully, I, w- I won't say he will anymore because, you know, who knows, but Hopefully he'll be, you know, 100% and ready to go next week. We'll see. Hopefully uh, that happens. So, your boy Tim Robertson, man in the ship one more time. And we got a lot to uh, talk about. Um, Not a whole lot of fights to break down as far as previewing. Just going to preview a little bit the uh, Canelo versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight. Um, Got some stuff in the word around town today. And we're going to definitely break down the fight that happened between Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko. We're going to break that down round by round. So without further ado, let's get into the Word Around Town. It's time for the Word Around Town, where Jason and Tim talk about all the latest in mixed martial arts news. The Word Around Town on the MMA Fight Game Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first up on the word around town, I guess we should get right into this because, man, this guy, this guy, he's been making the rounds, hasn't he? He's been little, his nickname, Raging, he's been living up to his nickname 100% (laughs) in in, uh, these last couple weeks since his tremendous victory, knockout victory over Diego, Nightmare Sanchez, Ally Aquinta has been on a verbal rampage, man. He's out of control. And, and to the fans, you got to love it. You got to love it. You know, anti-establishment guy, you know, who sticks his nose out to the man. You got to love it. But at the same time, you, you worry about him and because, you know, he's, he's mouthing off about his bosses. <laughs> you go to your job today. Go to your job. Go to your job and start saying the things that Ally Quinta has been saying about his bosses and say it, say it about your bosses. See how well that works out for you. I'll be there to put out the fire in your behind when you can, you get fired. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you can't just be saying stuff like that about your bosses. You can't just be saying that. How in the world? Is he getting away with it? How in the world is he not released or, or 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 suspended or something? Nothing has happened. I think it's because his trainer just so happens to be Dana White's best friend. Dana uh, 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 and Matt Sarah and Ray Longo also has a very well connected relationship with Dana White as well. So, what what do you guys think? I like went to uh, first he. Um, he talks about how the UFC doesn't pay the fighters enough, and and he he was really, really, really upset about how Dana White had said in a, in a, a post fight interview uh, after a UFC event. He had said that, that the lady asked, "What's the what's the best night, uh, the best your best moment of tonight?" And he said, "It's gonna be the flight home." And he said, "Are you kidding me? Of course, Dana White is gonna be your flight home. You flying home on a private jet? I guess it would be your favorite part of the ride home." You're going to say that after uh, uh, Dustin Poirier 
almost breaks his leg in a fight, uh, uh, going uh, uh, as hard as he possibly can against Jim Miller. Jim Miller going as hard as he can. You gonna you gonna you gonna just scoff at that and act like that wasn't nothing? These people are bleeding, blood, sweat, tears, broken bones, uh, 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 shortening lifespans for you, for your pockets, for your pockets. And and, and you gonna say the best part of the night was the flight home? F you. That's what Ally Quinta said. I didn't say that. That's what Ally Quinta said. He said, F you, man. <laughs> Straight up. I, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I don't disagree with literally anything that he says. But you can't just say that to your bosses. You can't. There are repercussions. He, he, he finds out about the bonuses. He finds out about the bonuses with the with the uh, 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 the fight bonuses after his after his uh, fight uh, at UFC 108, fight night 108, and uh, finds out that his knockout didn't get knocked out of the night. He got no bonus for it, and he tells the UFC to go f themselves. <laughs> I mean, what 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 what? Anybody else on the roster that's named not Conor McGregor? would be suspended or released or something, wouldn't he not? I haven't heard a peep from Dana White, the UFC, WME, IMG, WWXYP, none of them guys. I ain't heard none of them say a peep about this. He's been going off, just bashing them, and they've said nothing. But I'll tell you what, uh, you saying what you said, like Quinta, good luck on the on and getting a fight bonus from here on out. They control that. So good luck on getting a fight bonus now. Ain't gonna happen you could have you could kill somebody in the ring and they won't give you a fight bonus <laughs> you could be the only knockout in on the card the only one with a knockout and you killed the guy and they still won't give it to you they'll be like we're not giving out knockouts of the night today we're not gonna give out the bonus for that um we're just gonna give out submissions or something like that <laughs> kiss those goodbye ally aquinta because they are not doing you any favors from here on out believe that but i'm behind you i'm behind you 100 but you know it's a slicker way to come about it it's a slicker way to go about it man for real for real so uh let me know what you guys think about the boy i like quinta man oh man um speaking of people talking crazy uh chris weidman <laughs> chris weidman uh was, had an interview i believe it was with ariel hawani and he uh, said and I quote he believes that he would have gone on to dominate Gegard Mousasi if the fight had been uh, kept going on in this fight at UFC 210 uh, I, don't, I don't know about that Chris Wyman I don't, I don't know about that I really don't I don't I don't know about that Chris Wyman I, I, I truly do not know if that is the case I'm sorry. I don't believe it was. I thought you were gassed out, basically completely empty gas tank. And Gabriel Musasi was picking up steam, starting to put them mitts on you, starting to put them paws on you. You know what I'm saying? Starting to put them hands on your life. And uh, uh, it, it didn't look good for you, brother. It didn't, I don't know what else to say. It didn't look good for you, man. It did not look good for you. But, you know, I, I, I think he's just saying this to say some face, number one. Number two, because he wants a title, uh, he wants a, uh, another shot 
at Giga Musasi. And as of right now, it doesn't look like they're going to give him the rematch. So I think he's trying to placate and, and, and say what he has to say to try to grant himself a rematch against Giga Musasi. That's what he really wants. Uh, Musasi said he's not opposed to having it. But the UFC doesn't seem feel that it's necessary to have that rematch so far. Dana White doesn't look like he's very apt to have that rematch. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens, but uh, stop talking crazy, Chris Byman. <laughs> stop talking crazy. Um, it is official. King Mo is out. Phil Davis and Ryan Bader are in. Um, UFC. Um, excuse me, not UFC. Sorry about that, Bellator. Bellator one eighty in Madison Square Garden on June twenty fourth will now be main evented by Phil Davis and Ryan Bader for the light heavyweight championship of the world. King Mo is out with an undisclosed injury. So instead of King Mo, insert out uh, uh, King Mo, insert in Phil Davis, and we have ourselves a main event in a championship match. A lot of people are downplaying this championship match. They don't like it because Phil, they think Phil Davis is boring. If it, Phil Davis is like, you know, just likes to take you down and just smother you and not really you know, put in any work, but I think this will be a, a, a more interesting fight than you think. I think because of the fact that Ryan Bader is such a good wrestler himself, um, it's going to, it, it might nullify the two, you know, they're, they're, they're both their takedowns because they're both so good on the ground that they might just try to stay on the feet away from each other's strengths. And um, that might make for an interesting fight. It definitely has interesting applic- implications the two fantastic light heavyweights, uh, both of them would definitely be a top five heavyweight in the UFC division. So they are just f- phenomenal. So I, I think that's a great main event. So uh, get better soon, King Mo. And uh, can't wait to see that, that fight card for Bellator 180. It's just ridiculous. It's just outrageous. It's just crazy. It's bonkers. It's Looney Tunes, man. It's out of control. And I can't wait to see it. Coming up June 24th. Woo! So... Next, we have Vitor Belfort versus Mar- Nate Marquardt is in the works for UFC 212, June 3rd in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. And um, I think this should be a double retirement match. <laughs> I think this should be both of these guys' last fight. They don't need to fight anymore. They have no more to prove. Now, if they need the money, I'm not going to tell them not to get their money. But even if they do need the money... Come on, man. You guys have fought enough. You guys can get a job tra- being trainers or, or in the UFC or, or, or a, a back background or in the Bellator background or something. You, or, or just do seminars or, or run schools or something. You got to do something because you guys are going to die early. You guys have taken too many shots to the head. You guys both, between the both of you, you guys have probably been knocked out more than anybody in the history of the UFC. Between the two of you guys. Like... <laughs> These two have been knocked out horribly. They were, are lucky that they uh, were were they just missed the new instituted Merc Alert Hall of Pain Hall of Pain because they would be first ballot Hall of Painters. I'm telling you that right now. They'd be first ballot Hall of Painters. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, we have someone who being inducted later. So tune in. To see who is inducted, the next inductee into the Merc Alert Hall of Pain. Anywho, 
uh, Vitor Belfort versus Nate Marquardt. Um, not gonna go through. Who's gonna win that fight right now? But uh, it's an interesting fight. Uh, it's, inter- it's a good last fight for Vitor, and hopefully, it's a good last night for last fight for Nate Marquardt. Moving on. Uh, Daniel Cormier on UFC tonight, talking a little bit of smack. He demanded that Jan- John Jones accept the UFC uh, fight at UFC 214. Uh, he said this, and I quote. It's my rules. I'm the champ now. I'll beat him up on July 24th. Uh, excuse me, on July 29th. <laughs> Simple as that. I I cannot be in more agreement about this the, uh, with DC than I than, than than I possibly can. I agree with DC so much. Push for this fight to happen July 29th. Push for this fight. Don't don't you DC, don't you dare, don't you dare let John Jones have a tune-up fight. Don't you dare. John Jones don't deserve a tune fight. He needs to fight DC right now, right away, because this is DC's best chance to beat the man. So if I was DC, do not let that man get a tune-up fight, because if he gets a tune-up fight, you're in trouble. So let make him fight fresh off of this big break, and uh, that's your best chance to beat the man. 100%. Now, if I'm John Jones, ain't no way I'm fighting DC straight off of, of this large break. I'm for sure taking the tune-up fight. I don't care what DC says. I'm taking a tune-up fight first because I remember what I looked like against OSP. That uh, that that version of John Jones against OSP would have got murked by Daniel Cormier. So... But I'll tell you this, Daniel Cormier, you better be in better shape. You better be in better shape than you were against Anthony Johnson. You lucky Anthony Johnson had the stupidest game plan in the history of game plans against you. You lucky because you not only did you barely make weight, you look floppy, you look unmuscular, you look, you know, you, you look terrible physically in that matchup. So you better get in that gym, put the Krispy Kremes down, and get get on the treadmill and, and get to work and start lifting some weights again because you didn't look good physically whatsoever and you need everything to be pinpoint on point if you want to beat John Jones. So let's make that fight happen July 29th, UFC 214. Um, you guys hear about this uh, with Rafael uh, Dos Anjos? He revealed that um, the day of... In in the locker room, before his title fight defense against Eddie Alvarez, he passed out. <laughs> in the locker room, he passed out because of the harsh weight cut. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. It's like I've been saying f- for a while now. Uh, since the USADA ban, the IV testing, the, I mean the IV ban, has been harsh on these guys that used to be able to make cut weight a lot more easily they can't replenish they can't replenish their fluids nearly as easily as they used to be able to whenever they they, they can use the iv and it is crushing people man people are not able to to fight at their at their you know optimum be, optimum best because of the weight cut it's crazy man so all these guys gonna either move up in weight and fight at weights at bigger weight classes or they just gotta fight at 80 percent 70 percent in their weight class. It's crazy, man. It, it, it is really crazy. 
Uh, so I understand why he lost to Eddie Alvarez, even though I'm not going to take anything away from Eddie Alvarez. Props to him. he He's the man. But, you know, it's obvious you didn't get, you, we didn't get Javier uh, Dos Anjos' best. So that's pretty crazy, man. I just really, I really hope they get this whole IV thing straightened out. Either get rid of it, the band, or add more weight classes or something. They got to do something about it, man. Uh, we're rounding up the word around town is, uh, you know how last week when I said how good Tough 25 was, I said Tough 25 was, this is the best Tough, uh, uh, premiere that I've seen in a very, 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 very long time. It was tremendous, entertaining, had a good fight, blah, blah, blah. Remember I said that last week? Well, apparently I was one of the few (laughs) that not only thought that way, but even watched it to have an opinion <laughs> because the tough 25 premiere drew the lowest ratings ever. Not one of the lowest, the lowest ever in tough series history. Uh, and the second lowest was last was last season's. So man, uh, yikes. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> uh, I definitely didn't see that coming, man. I thought definitely the dynamics of it with Cody Garbrandt and, and, and uh, uh, Dillashaw and Team Alpha Male against Dwayne Ludwig's camp and, and, and them going out, at it back and forth and the whole dynamic of, of some old UFC fighters coming back and former Ultimate Fighter winners and, so, and a couple current UFC fighters, you know, in this contest. I thought that would have drew, you know, a little bit. Nope. Nope, <laughs> not at all, ladies and gentlemen. Not at all. <laughs> not a not a person watched that that premiere. Not a person. <laughs> Apparently, I was the only one that watched it, but I enjoyed it. So you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it's just because, plain and simple. Here's my philosophy on why I think it is not doing as well as it used to be. Number one, Ultimate Fighter used to be a gateway for people to know what the UFC is. They watch something to see people beating each other up, beating each other up on on TV and they were like, "What is that about?" Huh? And they watched it and they, and they and they got to understand what cage fighting was. So it was bringing in more and more and more fans that way. But nowadays, everyone knows about the UFC. Everybody knows the format everybody knows that about cage fighting everybody knows it's 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 not a taboo thing anymore it is getting more and more and more mainstream as it gets more and more and more mainstream there's no point in watching the ultimate fighter especially because it's the same exact format and then throughout the years the ultimate fighter has proved to, to, to have a lot of fighters on there that aren't very good yeah there was a couple one or two per couple seasons that had a pretty good career in the ufc and even a couple you know one or two champions but for the most part, you know, a lot of these guys that fought they're not even that good. So, you know, they and they kind of they, they know the format. It's the format is getting old. And you know, no 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 series lasts forever. Yeah, and, and unless you're the Simpsons, you know, or South Park or something, it don't last forever. You know, see you know, TV series eventually go away. Friends, Seinfeld, all that stuff. One of the, some of the highest, uh, 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 
rated TV shows of all time. They had to come to an end. They had to. Cosby Show, Fresh Prince, Martin, all that stuff. They had to come to an end. The Office had to come to an end because eventually people just lose interest. It's going to happen eventually. And you're 25 seasons deep? Of course the people are losing interest, especially when you have the same format. Number two, uh, the second reason, is because the oversaturation of UFC. There's a UFC fight night every weekend. There's a UFC pay-per-view every three weekends. You have the UFC fight pass to watch as many previous fights as you want to from all kinds of organizations. There's so many. There's smaller organizations all on the on a fight pass app, but you can watch all those fights when they happen. Incredible, incredible amount of content. More content than we've ever had. And why are we watching Ultimate Fighter again? When we already have so much other content to watch? It's too spread out. The Ultimate Fighter had a lot more viewership, and it was one of the only things you could watch. It was pay-per-view, and it was Ultimate Fighter. The pay-per-view would happen, what, once a month? Once every two months? And we had Ultimate Fighter. So if you wanted to watch UFC, UFC, you watched Ultimate Fighter. So of course everyone was watching it then. But now, it's over. the market's oversaturated with fighting. Bellator, World Series of Fighting, Ryzen, UFC, all them smaller uh, promotions, Cage Warriors, and so on and so forth. And no one's got time to watch The Ultimate Fighter anymore. It's last on the priority list. So that's just that's just the way I feel about it. But uh, either way, I thought it was an amazing uh, episode. I, I, I'm pretty bummed out that it didn't get a better rating, but what can you do? All right, that wraps it up for the Word Around Town, and we are going to jump right into the MMA Breakdown. For Jason and Tim to break down what went down on recent MMA fight cards. It's time for the MMA Breakdown. MMA Breakdown. On the MMA Fight Game Podcast. Okay, it's called the MMA Breakdown, but we're actually only going to break down a boxing match today. Uh, and that was the incredible, incredible, incredible heavyweight title matchup between Vladimir Klitschko and Anthony Joshua. Uh, let's just get right into it, man. Anthony Joshua coming in 18-0. and uh, He came in 18-0 and with 18 knockouts, knocked out everyone he's faced. He's only ever been in trouble once, and that was against Dylan White, who uh, gave him a you know, hard shot and had him hurt. He didn't fall, but he, you know, he had he to he uh, uh, survive that round. But besides that, he wasn't even tested against Vladimir Klitschko, the veteran, the the man, the myth, the legend, the uh, absolute beast who has been dominant in the heavyweight division for over a decade. 64 wins at the, at the time before this fight. He had four losses and uh, just a beast, man. And, and Anthony Joshua had faced no one even close, no one even close to that level of talent before before this fight. So. It made for a very interesting fight. Uh, I had some pros and cons about both men and, and picking who I ha- who I had to win this fight. Anthony Joshua, uh, he loves to throw the lead jab. He loves to throw, that's his, that's his thing. He loves to, th- loves to throw the uh, lead jab. He's not afraid to brawl. He's not afraid to get into situations where he can possibly be hurt. Um, he's just a beast, man. Some of the things that I was worried about with him is that Whenever he has someone on the ropes, he tends to overexert himself to get the knockout. 
and that um and and just blow his gas tank on trying to get the knockout which more times than not he always gets the knockout so it doesn't matter but a couple a couple of times whenever he blew like uh, first against Dylan White when he blew his gas tank on trying to get the knockout cuz he had Dylan White hurt he blew he blew his gas tank and Dylan White took advantage of it and hurt him and um so I was worried about that and he tends to rely on his power a little bit much a little bit too much and, and sometimes that makes him uh 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 stay undisciplined with his game plan it makes him aban- abandon the ga- game plan and go for something else instead of staying you know tactful and staying on point uh so those were the two negatives i've had about him but and then uh as far as vladimir klitschko is concerned he um he has, of course, you know, he, you know, his record speaks for himself. He has tremendous punching power. He's a lot more calculated in his approach. He will give up a couple of rounds to figure you out before he goes in and really starts to be more aggressive. Um, he, uh, in his last fight against Tyson Fury, he faced a, a, a very unique opponent, Tyson Fury. He's taller than him, bigger than him, uh, very awkward, and he just didn't seem to fig- know how to fight him. And didn't know how to really come at him, and he was, it was a terrible fight, and he lost that one by unanimous decision. Um, I believe it was. So, uh, he he like he 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 is a was a slower fighter. That was an, that was you know my, my assessment on him negatively. Slower fighter than Anthony Joshua. He's um flat. He, you know he's flat footed, and he can get hit you know he, he tends to get hit and and, and he has a quite yeah he, he has a questionable chin against superpower punchers so in my assessment of those two I, I had Anthony Joshua winning this fight by fourth round TKO um and uh I, I thought I thought Anthony Joshua was going to be dominant just based off of Vladimir Klitschko's last outing against Tyson Fury I thought he was on the down on the down slope. I, I thought, you know, he he's finally past his peak. He's on the decline. Anthony Joshua's the young lion, hasn't even reached his full potential yet. Power, size, strength, youth. Which is gonna be a a a, a this this just gonna put a put a hurting on this guy. And, and I had him knocking out Klitschko in four. Uh boy was I wrong. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that much. I was definitely wrong about this. So we'll just go through it round by round really quickly. I have it broke down round by round. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. So round one, I had uh, uh Anthony Joshua ten nine. Um he nothing really happened in that round, but Joshua was the more aggressive one. In round two, uh, a lot more of the same. Round three, a lot more of the same. I gave the first three rounds. Uh uh to to uh Anthony Joshua 10-9 and uh the 10-4 actually um the fourth round Joshua really started to open up uh and land some great shots now the fifth round came and Anthony Joshua landed a huge left hook that hurt Vladimir Klitschko um he followed it up by a barrage of punches that dropped him uh Vladimir got right back up and we thought, uh-oh, this is about to be over. I was one round off, but it's about to be over. You know what I'm saying? It's about to be over. It is about to be done. But no, Vladimir gets up, and it seems like that the, that the knockout w- woke him up. And he just came out and started firing. And, and like I said, 
Joshua uh, made that same rookie mistake of just overexerting himself on trying to get the knockout, and he blew his gas tank, and Vladimir Klitschko teed off on that boy the whole second round of the fight. So I had that round even at 10-10 because of the knockdown that would have gave um, uh, Joshua a 10-8, but Klitschko came and put such a a, a hurting on on Joshua the second half of the of the of that round that I I, I I couldn't I couldn't give it to either man. So I gave it ten ten to both of them. The sixth round, uh Vladimir Klitschko lands a a, a right straight followed by a left hook that drops Joshua. Um su- surprising the entire arena. The arena just was like, what? Joshua falls down. He gets up. He didn't get right back up like Vladimir did. He came came out a little bit slower. A lot of people were really scared. He looked like he was in trouble, man. And uh, he gets up and survives the rest of the round. That's it. He survives the rest of the round and gets punished by Klitschko. I get Klitschko a 10-8 on that round for that one. Move on to the seventh round. In the seventh round, I had uh, Klitschko winning clearly, uh, being the fresher fighter. He, He seemed to be well in shape. Uh, for that round, while Anthony Joshua clearly looked worn out and gassed. So I gave that round to Klitschko 10-9. Uh, round 8, uh, Vladimir was still punishing, uh, excuse me, still pushing the pace, but uh, Joshua looked a little more fresh in that fi- in that round, uh, but still what only landed you know, a couple flurries here and there. It wasn't consistent. Vladimir was putting the pressure on him. I gave that one to Vladimir as well, 10-9. In round nine, it finally looked like Vladimir was starting to slow down and really get tired. And Anthony Joshua took advantage of that, started landing some big punches, including a huge combination to the body that just that looked demoralizing on on Vladimir Klitschko. He took him like a champion. I gave that one ten uh, nine to Anthony Joshua. Round ten came up. Uh, Joshua comes out very aggressive. He presses the round, and um, at this point, Vladimir Klitschko is starting to telegraph his punches a little bit. He doesn't seem to be uh, uh, on point anymore. seems fairly gassed out, and Joshua's just taking advantage and taking advantage, uh, landing some big punches. At the very end of that round, Klitschko lands uh, a great right hand that just spout, that just blasts Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua seems to take it right on the chin and eat that. And that ends the round. I give that 10 to 9 for Joshua. And in the 11th round, Joshua senses, senses that you could tell. He just senses that Vladimir doesn't have much left in the tank. It comes out super aggressive. And, uh, I mean, he just comes out slanging and banging, just throwing punches, just blasting the boy. And then he lands a, uh, he landed a huge left hook in that round. That that looked like Vladimir was set up Vladimir to, for Vladimir to go out, but Vladimir luckily just grabbed the clinch and held on, and that's how he stayed up for that little bit. But shortly thereafter, uh, Joshua lands a vicious right uppercut uh, that puts Vladimir on Queer Street. That just uh, uh, you know makes his legs super wobbly, and Joshua charges and lands a series of rights and lefts until uh, he drops Klitschko. Klitschko gets up once again, heart of a warrior. He gets up and, and uh, but he looks like he's in bad, 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 bad trouble. He looks like he's on his way out of there. 
So uh, Joshua charges in the uh, he charges right back at Vladimir Klitschko with blood in his eyes. Man, I'm telling you, he just comes out just ready to end this. He comes out and and, and uh, barrages him. He lands another brutal right uh, uppercut, followed by a left hook that sends Vladimir back to the canvas. Vladimir, uh, a warrior, just absolute warrior, gets up again. But he looks like he looks like if you if the big bad wolf, you know, huffing puffing blew at him, he'd fall back over. Uh, Joshua charges once again, lands as a barrage of the lefts and rights, has him against the ropes, just putting a pounding on him. The referee mercifully stops the fight. Joshua wins by 11th round TKO. Unbelievable fight, man. Just incredible ups and downs, ebbs and flows, punches and bunches, hard punches, knockdowns, get ups, heart of a champion, heart of a lion, just warrior spirit all over this fight. I loved it. It was fantastic. I can't wait to see what's next for Joshua and uh, Klitschko. I hope he doesn't retire. I hope he fights and uh, you know and stays back in it. And maybe he asks for an immediate rematch. I would love to see an immediate rematch between those two. But uh, after the fight, Anthony Joshua calls out called out Tyson Fury, who was planning on making a comeback after having his troubles. Uh, plans on coming back, and uh, Anthony Joshua wants to fight him next. Uh, a lot of the people want Anthony Joshua to fight uh, Deontay Wilder next. I think that fight between those two is inevitable. But for right now, I think he gets either Fury or a rematch with Klitschko. Congratulations, Anthony Joshua. Thank you so much, Vladimir Klitschko, for bringing it. Bringing it, bringing it like you've never brought it before in I don't know how long, in at least six or eight years. Thank you for that. You made it a great fight, incredible fight, one we're going to remember for a long time. It was awesome. Congrats to both men, and especially Anthony Joshua, on being the new IBF World Heavyweight Champion. Well, that does it for the MMA breakdown, even though it should be called the boxing breakdown for this one. And we are now going to transition until the MMA Fight Picks Challenge. The official Fight Picks Challenge. Where Tim and Jason try to prove who is the best in the world at picking MMA fights. The official Fight Picks Challenge on the MMA Fight Game Podcast. Okay, even though we, uh, it's called the Fight Picks Challenge and we, you know, uh, we generally pick MMA fights or if we pick boxing fights, we usually pick against each other, but we do not are not going to do that this week. I'm just basically going to break down and preview a little bit the Julio Cesar Chavez fight against Canelo, Saul Canelo Alvarez, and that's coming up uh, this weekend. I cannot wait for that fight. Julio Cesar Chavez is basically, he, I mean, for those of you, you know, is he like his dad? No, not really. He's not the same. He's, um, he's more patient. He's not a blood and guts fighter. He's, he's he's big. He's pretty big for for the division. He um, doesn't come out super aggressive. He likes to wait and be patient and, and look for the right shots to take. He doesn't like to put himself out there to be hit very often. Um, both these fighters actually are kind of similar in the opening rounds. They both kind of like to wait it out and see what openings they get. You know they they. Uh, Canelo's last fight against, I mean, his his fight against, uh, a good example was Canelo's fight against Amir Khan. He just was sitting, you know, back and, and, and not being, you know, 
super aggressive and waiting for openings and uh it cost uh Canelo in the earlier earlier rounds. You know, uh Mir Khan busted him up a little bit. But once once uh Canelo found that opening, game over. Game over. He's a smart fighter and uh, uh Julio Cesar Chavez is a lot of the same. Um you see in his last fight, he 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 you know Wait, waits on the openings and then when he does he finds them and picks them apart he, he t- doesn't tend to knock very many people out he usually as uh, a ud he's a ud king there's a lot of unanimous decisions um i think in this fight it'll be a, a pretty boring fight in the first couple rounds but by the fourth round i think both men open up and i think uh canelo Alvarez is faster i think he's more powerful and i think he's just an overall better fighter and i think he will <clears throat> Uh, put the mitts on Julio Cesar Chavez, and I think he will knock him out. Uh, I have Canelo Alvarez winning by fifth round t- KO, TKO, against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. I just think that he's going to be too much for Julio. Julio's a good fighter. He's a big fighter he, uh, for the division. He's um, a pretty smart fighter, but I think uh, just boxer – Boxer to boxer, I think Canelo's just a better boxer. He hits harder, he, he moves better, and um, <clears throat> he punches faster. So that that's basically all it is to me for me, man. Um, can't wait for that fight. Can't wait to break it down after I see it. It's going to be an incredible fight, and that'll do it for the official Fight Picks Challenge. And we will move on to fan questions. Let's, uh, only going to have a few fan questions yet. We're pressing for time. Uh, today we're just gonna keep it nice and short. Uh, guess we'll just answer two questions today. One is coming from Benjamin from Kampala, Uganda, and he says, "And uh, let me go down here. Okay, uh, yeah, Benjamin from Kampala, Uganda. He asks." Uh, he says, I got two questions. Seeing now that athletes are crossing over combat disciplines, how do you like AJ's chances in the octagon against Mark Hunt or Jimmy Manoa? And secondly, when is Cain Velasquez returning to an octagon competition? Okay, as far as the uh, Anthony Joshua question, uh, the heavyweight division is the one division where I think a boxer could jump right back in and, and jump in and do fairly well, especially, you know, I know I get it. James Tony came in there and got murked. James Tony, who was eating Kentucky fried chicken on the way to the ring, <laughs> on the way to the octagon, is not a good example of a boxer going to MMA. Let's pick Anthony Joshua, who is in the peak of his prime, an absolute monster put him in there uh against some fighters and let's see what happens now uh it depends on the matchups you just said mark hunt and um jimmy manua uh, i think jimmy manua would beat anthony joshua I, I think he would beat him and i think he would beat him fairly easily he, he is his strength he's a good boxer but he knows a whole lot of other things too he knows a lot of leg lay kicks that Anthony Joshua would not know how to deal with. It'd be a pain that John Anthony Joshua never felt in his life getting leg kicked by Jimmy Manuel. So uh, also Jimmy Manuel can could would be able to take him to the ground and where which 
uh, Anthony Joshua would have no idea what to do. So I got Jimmy A. Manuel fairly easily in that fight. Now, as far as Mark Hunt, I think that would be a lot, a, a much more compelling fight, especially because Mark Hunt tends to just like to stand up and bang. And mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think Mark Hunt would, Hunt would be the favorite, but I don't. I don't think that's just a overdrawn conclusion that he would beat Anthony Joshua in the octagon. I, I think that would be a pretty good fight. Um, as far as the question about Cain uh, uh, Velasquez, I don't know. I don't know, man. He, he just stays injured, man. He stays injured. Every time he thinks he's going to come back, he just gets injured again. So who knows? Who knows, man? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for you, brother. But uh, thank you, Benjamin, from Uganda, for your questions. Um, we're going to have one more question from John. From Manila, Philippines. Shout out to the Philippines. Shout out to y'all. And he asked, uh, uh, he said, when is the Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather boxing match going to happen? We don't know. We don't know. Nobody knows. Conor doesn't know. Floyd doesn't know. Nobody knows. It seems to be, at uh, last I checked, it was at a standstill. Uh, the UFC in uh, Showtime need to work things out as far as, you know, the money, the venue, what's going on, and all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff to figure out. There's a lot of holes that need to be filled and a lot of situations that need to be handled. This is a, something that, that's just unprecedented. It's something that's never happened before. A UFC fighter has never trans came from the UFC to fight boxing while still employed by the UFC. So it, they're treading on new waters, and they don't really know how to handle it. So hopefully it happens. But right now, uh, last I heard, is at a complete standstill. And we don't know if it's going to happen or if it's going to not. It's up in the air. It's 50-50. So I hope that answers your question the best of my abilities. John, thank you very much. Shout out to the Philippines. Shout out to Uganda. Shout out to all you guys coming, uh, 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 asking questions from all around the world, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. Well, uh, that about does it for another episode of the MMA Fight Game. Uh, glad you guys listened. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that fight last night. It was incredible. And uh, hopefully... We have another great fight this weekend with Saul Canelo Alvarez and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So, until next time, this was the MMA Fight Game. Follow the MMA Fight Game on Twitter and Instagram at the MMA Fight Game. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the MMA Fight Game. To listen to every podcast, go to iTunes. SoundCloud or Stitcher and search the MMA Fight Game. Go look us up today.